Welcome to Wednesday Night at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. We're going through the book of Philippians, and we're in Philippians chapter 3, and verses 12 through 21 is what we're going to look at tonight. And really, that's not true. It's going to be 12 through about uh, 14 or 15. That's all the farther we're going to get this evening. So uh, let, let's begin with just a little review from last week. Because if you'll remember, last week, Paul told us, you know what, there's only a few things that matter and everything else is garbage. Remember that? And he said, here's what matters most of all. Here's what I want, he says, above everything else. I want a relationship with Christ Jesus, my Lord. I I want a righteousness. In other words, I want to live the light. I want to walk in the righteousness that comes from faith in Christ. And I want to resurrect from the dead. That's what I want. Everything else he said, remember, was garbage. So that's what he wants. So here's the question. How do you get that? How do you live the Christian life? How do you put your faith into practice? Paul's going to tell us how. He he just said that, and now he kind of shifts and says, okay, here's what you need to do in order to get what you really want. You can say what you really want, but how do you get it? And so that's where he starts. And he says, first of all, you have to keep pressing on. Keep pressing on. So, verse 12, he says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, that I already have all of this that I want. He says, I'm not there yet. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. Perfection, completeness. I want the whole deal. I want the whole package. I want everything that's there. I will keep working to be all that Christ Jesus saved me to be and wants me to be. And I'm going to press towards that. I'm going to keep moving on towards it. In other words, sometimes you get a little lazy, I get a little lazy, and sometimes, oh, God, come to me. But what's Paul saying? No, I have to keep pressing on. I have to keep moving forward. And if you remember a few weeks ago, we talked about sanctification. It's a work in progress. You're not done. You have more to go, correct? Correct. So he says, look, I'm going to keep pressing on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus perfect. I don't have it yet, but I'm going to keep pressing on towards it. And so there has to be the mentality, if I'm going to receive what I really want and what God wants me to have, and if I'm going to have the faith that I need to have to accomplish what I want to accomplish in my Christian walk, I have to press on to it. I have to keep doing it. Press on. Then the past is over. And if you'll remember... Previously, he went through a whole list of the things he had done in the past, didn't he? I had this, and I did this, and I was this, and I've done all this, and yeah, there's a lot of other things he mentioned there. But notice what he says. I, I, he says, I'm going to keep pressing on. Verse 13, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to lo- what lies ahead. So he's enlisted all these accomplishments. He said, I got to forget about all of that. So I got to focus on one thing. Now, here's the question. 
How do you focus on one thing when you've got 50 things to do? Your day, your list, oh, I got to do this, and I want to do this, and I want to do this. Does anybody ever do a list of this is what I want to do today, and you get everything on your list done that day? Good, that's good news for the rest of us. But that's what he says. He says, I'm just focusing on one thing. Really, Paul? It seems like when serving God, I need to do this, and I need to do this, and I need to do this. How can I just focus on one thing? And so he says, look, there's a single priority that I have, and I'm going to do many things. Because there's only one thing we have to do. And it is? Press on. That's, That's the cheap answer. What's the greatest commandment? Love God. So what do I have to do today? I've got to love God with all my heart, all my mind, all my soul, and all my strength. That's the one thing I have to do every day. The one thing I got to do today is love Jesus and show it by loving others. And you may get 25 things done or two things done, but one thing matters. Did I walk and did I represent God in a loving way and did I love others more than I love myself? I focus on one thing. In the busyness of life, there is one priority, love God. Greatest commandment, love others. If I'll focus on that, I'll understand and have the relationship with Christ that I want, right? I'll be treating people like I should be treating them. I'll get to be living a life of joy and peace because I get to love people. And so there is this constant thing that I do, and he says, you know, that's what you do. You focus on one thing. Now, I I want you to notice. He says, I focus on one thing. I haven't achieved it, but one thing. And, and he tells us uh, two things that has to happen in order to focus on the one thing. I've got to forget the past. Now, I've went over this with you I don't know how many times. But I have to come to that place where I focus on one thing. I focus on this one thing. Uh, see, what you focus on is where your energy goes. If you focus on that person you don't like, you're going to spend your whole day exhausted. If you focus on this one task you got to do and you don't want to do it and you hate it, you're going to wear yourself out. Because what you focus on, you become. What, you tend, what gets your attention, the old phrase is, where your attention goes, your power flows. So what you focus on takes your energy. So he says, you focus on the one thing, and then you forget the past and look forward. Focus on that. Love God with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, all my strength. And then forget the past. The past will weigh you down. All your hurts, all your regrets, all your disappointments, all your accomplishments, all the things that have happened, they will exhaust you. And the past will cause you to go in the wrong direction. Just like when you drive a car, you cannot drive your car by only looking in the rearview mirror. 
If you do, you're going to get off the road and you're going to hurt somebody. The rearview mirror is simply there for you to glance at once in a while. You have to keep looking forward, don't you? The same thing is true in life, in my walk with God. God says, look, I'll take care of your past. I'll forgive it and I'll forget it. Why don't you do the same thing? Why don't you forgive yourself and why don't you work on not letting it consume your thoughts? Grow from it, learn from it. And so Paul gives us this great direction. He says, look, I'm going to keep pressing on, and I haven't attained all this yet. I haven't gotten what I want. I want this perfection. I want this walk with God. I want this relationship with Christ. I want all of that. And in order for me to do it, i got to focus on this one thing. I'm going to focus on loving God and loving people. And that means I'm not going to get caught up in all the things that happened in my past. If I get up in my past, all I'm going to do is feel bad about myself. And I'm just going to keep looking forward because that's where God's taken me, forward. And if I'll do that, I'll stay where I need to be. And so he just says, look, the past is over. Forget it. Get by it. Get through it. It's over with. You can't go back and fix a thing. All you can allow the past to do is to hurt you in the present and to hinder you in your future. I haven't got there yet. But there's one thing I do. I'm going to love God. In order to do that, I've got to let go of what's happened in my past. God's forgiven me and I'm great with there. And he has much for me to do in the future ahead. And if you want to do what God wants you to do in the future, you're not going to do it if you keep hanging on to your past. The mistakes. The regrets. Even the successes. Paul listened to them all and said, they don't matter. This one thing. Questions? Pastor Steve has shifted positions just in case you didn't know, so I'm going to look at him down here now instead of back here. Then I got to be persistent. I got to be persistent. Inconsistency works against you. You ever been around somebody who... Um, one time you meet them and they're the nicest, kindest, gentlest person you've ever met. And then you see them the next day and you're going, what happened to them? Because they're mean and nasty. One moment they're up, the next moment they're down. Paul kind of repeats himself. He says, look, I press on to reach the end of this race. God's called me to run it. I'm in it, and I have to keep going on. Now, if you've played any kind of sports for any length of time or in any races, you know one thing about sports. There comes a point in time in a race where you're running, everything's pretty good, and suddenly pain kicks in, and your gut starts hurting, and you have trouble breathing, and you're wanting to slow down, and your legs are heavy, and there's a part of you that says, stop, quit. But you have to keep running. A good runner presses through the pain. Now, sometimes when life gets painful, we stop running. 
when we forget about what really matters, we forget about what's really important, we're just focusing on the pain we're going through and the difficulty that we're up against and the hurt that we're facing and the thing, or even the success that we have, and we just focus on that. And we forget about what we're supposed to be doing and what matters most, and we don't press on. And we're not persistent at it. As a Christian, what God wants to build in your life is for you to be consistent in your walk with Him. Not one day good, because what does He say? I wish you were either hot or cold. I wish you were just something consistently. Well, I have some good days and bad days. I know that. Get rid of those bad days. Well, how can I do that? Well, let's see. Why don't you just start by loving God and loving people? That will tend to keep you on track, won't it? Because that's a full-time job, isn't it? And so he says, you've got to be persistent in this. You overcome all the things that are there. You press on. And when things go south, you press on. When things are going great, you press on. You don't get distracted. You don't get off course. You don't say, I'm going to take a breather for a while. You know, well, I've got to go somewhere where I can just let my hair down. No, you don't get a, you don't get a vacation from being a Christian. It's who you are. We're still good? Okay. So you've got to be persistent. There is a prize. There is a prize. Well, if I'm going to do this, what am I going to get? Remember what you're running for? Those three things you said he wanted? This is what I want? He says, and so notice what he says in the rest of verse 14. He says, I- I'm going to press on because I want to receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Now, let me just tell you a little something again about the race. This is deep, so don't miss it. You don't get the prize in the middle. You get the prize at the end. They don't stop the race midway through and go, oh, we're going to give something to this runner here because they're doing really well. The prize come when you cross the finish line, doesn't it? The problem is, we want the prize now. And we get caught up in, well, you know, I'm doing this, I'm trying my best and doing my hardest. I should get, the prize comes later. We are not good at later. There's some tests you can run to see what people, some people can can put off, uh, you know, enjoyment. Some people have to have it all. There was one test and... when I eat cake, now I, I, I like cake with two layers, frosting in the middle, right? A lot of frosting in the middle. And you know by now it's buttercream, nothing else will do. So you cut that cake and what you do is you eat the two pieces out of the middle, leaving the frosting in the center and then around the side, because then you can have the frosting by itself with just a little cake, and that's the best part of everything, because the cake's just there to hold the frosting anyway. And right now in life, I'm eating cake. Frosting's coming. 
Get the prize. Get the prize. I want to please God. I want to hear, well done. That's, why, that's part of the race. That's part of the motivation. That's what keeps us going. I'm not just doing this and just doing it on my own to do my own thing. I'm doing this for a reason. I love God. I want to serve Him and honor Him. I want to be faithful. But remember, Paul says, I want to achieve the resurrection from the dead. I want to get that prize. I want to be with God forever. 1 Corinthians 9.24, Paul uses the illustration again. Paul would have had a great time writing in today's market with as many sports events as they are. He could have used them all. He says, don't you realize in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. Run to win. Well, I'm just running to have a good time. No, you're running to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I'm not just flailing at the air. I'm not just blowing smoke and doing nothing. I have a purpose in what I'm doing. I have a reason that I'm doing it. I'm going to press on. I'm going to keep going because I'm going to get the prize and I'm going to keep doing it until the end comes. And that's why God, what he is calling me to. First Peter, here's what Peter writes. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Jesus Christ. No, God, God called me. Remember what Paul said, we just read, the price for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. God is calling us home. So after you've suffered a little while, he will restore, support, strengthen you, and will place you on a firm foundation, all power to him forever. Amen. Amen. So Paul says, run the race, press on, be persistent. There's a prize coming. You've got a reason to do it. You've got something that you want. Focus on the one thing. Let everything else go. And then he kind of, he's going to take a little jab at him. All right? He says, God will make it plain. God will make it plain. Now, notice what he says. Notice how he says this. This is kind of a little humor. Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. So what he says is, look, if you don't agree with me, you're spiritually mature. That's pretty bold. Pretty out front, isn't it? You're just telling this who you are. If you disagree on this at some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. I'm right, you're wrong. And if you think I'm wrong, God will show you you're wrong. Because remember, they're going through, these people are coming in, trying to tell them what to believe, trying to lead them astray from the truth of the gospel, trying to mix Judaism with Christianity, trying to get them off course. Paul says, look, here's what we're running for. Here's what matters. These things matter more than anything else. And you know what? You need to understand this and be mature enough to know that God says, this is what I have for you and what I want for you. And if you disagree on this, just hold on and be honest and God will show you you're wrong. 
Because we tend to get sidetracked from what really matters. We tend to go in different directions. Sometimes we, we even think they're spiritual. You know? But remember, Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, he says, look, you can have all the gifts, you can do all the things you want and do everything else, but if you don't love people, you're just a lot of noise. What really matters? What really matters? And he says, look, God will show you. Ephesians 1.16, I've not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly. Asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you can grow in your knowledge of God. Remember, I want to know him. I want to know the power of his resurrection. I want to have the fellowship of his. I want to know him. And the more you know him, the more you grow, the more mature you become. The more you love him and respond like him, the more spiritually you're in tune and the more mature you get. And so, you know, he, he just very clearly said, God, look, God, God, we tend to complicate the gospel. But in reality, the gospel is very simple. Mankind is sinful. God is loving and kind and has the antidote for their sin. If they'll accept him, they'll be forgiven. And once they do that, would you just love him with all your heart and love people like you love yourself? That's pretty plain, isn't it? Yeah. But we keep adding to it and taking away from it, which was happening here in the church of Philippi. And we make it complicated, and it's not. And the spiritually mature don't get caught up in all the fads and all the distractions that the enemy wants to bring. Stays focused on this is what matters. This is what's critical. This is the priority. Keep pressing on. Keep pushing forward. And finally, keep making progress. Keep making progress. Verse 16. But we must hold on to the progress we have already made. Now remember I told you earlier that what needs to happen is a consistency. Here's the thing. If you're not going forward, you're going backwards. Because you don't just stand still. Well, I've gotten this far, you know, and God knows, and I'm just going to stay steady. No, you've got to keep moving forward. Because if you don't keep moving, you're, you're going to fail and you're going to die. And so Paul says, look, you've made progress. Don't lose it. Keep pressing on. Right? He keep pressing on. He used it two or three times in this, this passage. Press on. Keep moving. Keep going forward. Run the race. Don't lose what, you, what you've already attained. And too many times our walk is we get a little ways and then we get a little comfortable, a little lethargic, a little content. And we just kind of want to coast and before long, you're backwards and you say, well, hold it. How did I get here? I, I thought I was here. 
How did I get back here? You stopped growing. You stopped running. You thought, well, where I'm at's okay. Everything's fine. I'm more mature than most people. And if you're not careful, you begin to lose what you had. Now he says, you got to make progress, not perfection. Remember, I'm not perfect, he says. I haven't attained it, but I'm going to keep pushing for it. I'm going to keep making progress. I'm not going to go backwards. I'm not going to stay where I am. Because I haven't arrived. I'm still in the race. And I can't afford to go backwards. I want to go forwards. I want more of Christ. I want to attain this. I want to have this. And in order to maintain my faith, I have to keep running, don't I? I have to keep pressing on. I have to keep putting into practice those things that matter. And I have to keep giving of myself. 1 Timothy 4.15, Paul writes to Timothy and he gives him these words. He says, look, give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your tasks so that everyone will see your progress. Keep a close watch on how you live on your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and for the salvation of those that hear you. Keep going on. Keep going forward. I remember a conversation I had, it's been several years ago, with a young person I knew from the time they were so high. And they, made, they said, you know, I don't, I don't know what happened. They're now young adults. And they said, my folks when we were kids always went to church and, and always were there and always took us along and always did all this. And, and now that I'm out of the house and they're, now they don't go anymore. What's with that? They could see that their folks had stopped running. People are watching. They can tell. So how are you doing in this race? Are you persistent? Are you pressing on? Are you doing the one thing that matters more than anything else? There's a race to be run. It's a great race. And there's a prize at the end. We get to have frosting. Man, it's going to be great can't wait but until that time comes keep going forward don't give up don't get discouraged don't get tired keep running keep running Father tonight thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness to us thank you for all that you provided for us and thank you for the encouragement would you help us to be like Paul that everything else is just garbage, doesn't matter. I just want to know you. I want to have that relationship with you that I get to live in righteous living. And one day, I get to be with you forever. That's a great prize. But until that day comes, we've got a race to run. 
Would you help us to be faithful in it and to run, to win? Thank you for helping us understand and know what needs to be done. And you will help us to do it. We determine to live our lives focusing on this one thing. Looking forward, not back. Knowing that you're faithful. We go to live in that now. In that name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Thank you for joining us for tonight's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. We also gather on Sunday mornings at 8.15 and 10.45 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next time for Wednesday night at Faith Assembly. Faith Assembly's Wednesday night is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.